So how do I get paid as a makeup artist? I'm going to assume you're already a good makeup artist if you're asking this question. There are a lot of talented makeup artists, so how do you set yourself apart and get the gigs that pay? Well, stay with me today because I'm about to tell you how. Welcome to the Beauty Aside podcast. I'm Gentry Quinn. I dropped out of school at the age of 17, got my GED, and still managed to build multiple businesses and a beauty line from the ground up. Beauty aside, each week we'll be talking with entrepreneurs and learning what it takes to achieve balance and what it really means to follow your dreams. So first I want you to ask yourself, is this a job or is this a hobby? I have lots of friends who make passion projects together all the time and no one gets paid. They do it for a living, but they really want to increase their portfolio. So the payment or the payoff is that they're getting to create something special and beautiful that they wouldn't be able to make otherwise because of maybe time or money or other resource limitations. Now this may also be a nice piece of work that they can add to their portfolio, right? So it actually makes them more valuable. Um, and sometimes people, if you listen to the podcast I did with Kat Keenler, sometimes you even get into big festivals working on passion projects. So this scenario really comes uh, with the connections that we are about to also speak of moving forward. Now, number one, I'm going to recommend that you pay your dues and under the umbrella of paying dues is also going to be building relationships and your own confidence and your ability to do the work. Um, Sometimes I feel like people cringe at the words working for free, but others seem to really embrace this because they, they understand the exchange of the knowledge uh, for services And they know without experience, they literally have nothing. Now, once you have the experience, that depends on what you do with it, right? Um, And we're going to be discussing that all today. So I just wanted to tell you guys like a quick little story about, um, you know, kind of paying dues. I interned for free on the first couple of film projects that I ever did, or maybe the first few. The first features um, I were hired on to do, I worked for free. The first one, absolutely, um, hundred percent for free. And the other one I received $100 a week. And guess what? I was excited about it. This only covered my gas guys, but I knew that I needed to legitimize myself by having more feature film credit that appeared on, for instance, IMDb. I needed my name to appear as a key person in the credits. So I still have connections with many of those contacts that I made today to this day. And I even get jobs from those people, because let me tell you, anytime you work on a film, there's just something about the relationships, the bonds that you build, even if you don't necessarily become BFFs with someone, um, you just remember who they are and you either have a good memory or not a good memory. So let yourself be a good memory for those people. And 10 years later, it could even lead to more jobs. And that is what I mean when I talk about building relationships in this, uh, this podcast. 
So the second thing I'm going to recommend that you do is to build your portfolio. Whenever I started, and I'm going to be aging myself here, literally there were not all of the models that are floating around today. There was no social media. So I had to make an ad on Craigslist and have uh, a model come over to my house just so I could do the makeup. Um, I had to get creative. I had to ask friends when we were hanging out if, uh, if I could do their makeup and take a before and after pick just to build my portfolio and starting to and start to put this stuff together on my website. Um, what else? Jeez. Um, I mean, practice makes perfect. You cannot underestimate practicing and building your portfolio because initially when you don't have a name for yourself, people are going to want to see that you can work. You might even have to offer yourself for a discounted rate until you build up your confidence, which we're also talking about. Um, and then you can charge whatever is in your heart. So the next thing that we're going to talk about is build, being available. If you're serious about your profession, then you'll need to have a flexible lifestyle. And this isn't going to be possible for everybody. Maybe it's not possible now. Maybe you can make it possible later if this is your dream. Um, sometimes jobs will call you a month in advance or more if it's a movie. They'll call you a lot more in advance. Sometimes if it's a corporate gig, it might be a week or two in advance. And if you are not available, you may miss out on an opportunity that someone else will just swoop in and take and out of sight, out of mind. Um, now, the fourth thing that we're going to talk about is diversity, diversifying yourself. Even if you're not a hairdresser, Guys, if you get hired to do a makeup job, nine times out of 10, it's going to say M-U-H, which stands for makeup and hair. So you need to learn how to do basic hair. Get comfortable with that. You do not have to be a full-blown hairstylist to know basic hair. If you don't know how to do it, grab a friend, watch some YouTube videos, practice, practice, practice. Um, and you know, if this is only if you don't want to miss out on opportunities, um, you need to understand which what each division of makeup requires. Take a class, ask someone who does it, maybe take a job you don't want to so that you can learn how to do what it is that you want to do. If you want to work on films, you may not start off as a makeup person, but maybe you get a job as a PA, a production assistant, and you have a lot of downtime where you sit around and you watch how they work and you ask people questions. If, um, if you really do not have any friends or connections in the business or don't feel comfortable just learning online, I recommend that you take a class. Google makeup classes for whichever um, area you're interested in for film, for example, and see how you might be able to take a hands-on class or you know, be able to go to some type of networking event where you can find a mentor that has done that job before so they can give you some insight. Okay, the next thing I'm going to recommend is communication skills. And I do not mean texting, but let's start there. There's a professional etiquette that is required in jobs that come with bigger paychecks, my friends. And you need to write incomplete sentences, respond promptly to requests. That is a huge one. If you do not check your email for a couple of days and someone says, hey, are you available to do a job next week? They'll just assume you can't do it and they'll move on. Um, you want to always dress appropriately. 
and be agreeable. This is another form of communication, in my opinion. There are lots of good makeup artists, as I've said before, but a huge part of your job is being likable. And that, in a sense, is communicating who you are. So I cannot say enough about communication skills, knowing what to say, when to say it, when to just be quiet, how to like pick up on people's energies. This might be something you can only learn with time and age and wisdom, but um, I know a lot of young people that uh, also have great communication skills, and if they don't, they're working on it. So I would encourage you to definitely do that. The sixth thing we're going to talk about is strong work ethic. In film, we say when you arrive on time, you're actually late, right? So I would encourage you to always arrive early and stay late if needed. Don't be looking at your watch. Don't be asking when things are going to be over. That's really a way to get on someone's nerves. Um, show enthusiasm for your profession. If you're there, you must be passionate about it. Um, and if you're not, look into something else. People want to be around people who are enjoying their work. I think you would be no different. And people that they can count on to make them look good, right? Remember, when you're representing a company or other people or production, it's not just yourself. You're representing other people, and they want to feel that they made a good connection, that you're making them look like they made a good choice, right? Okay, so the next thing we're going to talk about is establishing connections. This kind of falls under the same umbrella of building relationships, but it's what has to happen before you can do that. Um, some things I might recommend um, are reaching out to people that have connections in the field that uh, work directly and inadvertently can help you get work. So for example, if you are wanting to be a makeup artist, you might be trying to establish connections, go to events where you can meet wedding planners. If you um, live in an area where they have beautiful venues where people get married, you may want to be not only establishing relationships or connections with the wedding planner, but also those preferred venues to see if you can eventually get on a preferred vendors list. Um, Maybe you can um, go to some networking events where you can meet key makeup artists in your desired field or discipline. Production companies often will get jobs for corporate gigs, maybe where they film um, these corporate uh, individuals talking about their companies. Um, and that, so that is who would employ you. So maybe you could just reach out and start initial contact let people know, hey, I'm here, I'm available, I want to introduce myself. Uh, have your day rates available when they ask. If you don't know what those are, do research and figure out in your city or, or talk to someone who's done the job before and figure out what a day rate or a half day rate might be for a key person because you're going to want to need to know that um, whenever they ask you. And then be ready to say yes and show up for success, my friends. Um, the eighth thing we're going to talk about is looking the part. This doesn't mean that you have to wear a certain amount of makeup or a certain type of clothing or style, but you need to look put together. Your hair and your makeup should look clean and nice. I would recommend having your nails groomed or manicured, wearing closed-toed shoes if you can't do your toes. I think about all of these things when I go into a job because it's my job to make people feel comfortable. This may seem obvious to some people, but... Each environment has a different vibe and expectation. Some are more conservative than others. If that's not your thing, go for other jobs. 
usually working on films is not very conservative. So, um, you know, find an area that vibes with you and try to appease that area. Um, you know, knowing the difference is necessary to make people feel comfortable. And, you know, it's about understanding your clientele and utilizing your communication skills verbally and physically. Remember, you're representing other people. So look the part. I want to conclude today by just saying that I built um, my makeup service career on these principles uh, by using word of mouth and a few Google ads a month. I'm not kidding. I did them myself. It took about three years for me to build up a successful makeup service business where I was self-sufficient. Um, I didn't have to have a second income or other financial support. When you're starting out, that might be necessary. Um, you might have to put yourself in a position of having a few part-time jobs that equal one or being in a situation that helps you financially support this dream. But persistence and passion will take you far, my friends. For more content like this, I would like to invite you to visit my blog um, on my website, gentryquin.com, or listen to our Beauty Aside podcast. Uh, make sure to comment below so we can create content you want to hear. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time.